Today on episode number 630 of the School of Podcasting, you might be thinking, why are we talking about email on a podcast show? Well, we'll listen and find out because if you want an engaged audience, a great tool for that is, you guessed it, an email list. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your Hall of Fame personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you not just podcasting, because you can go watch a bunch of old outdated YouTube videos and do that. No, I get you podcasting in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you go out there, you can use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and tap into my 20 plus years of helping people understand technology. You can sign up for a monthly subscription, a yearly subscription, or buy any courses a la carte. And I always like once a month, I come to you and I go, hey, how's it going? I have a question for you. And my audience would like to hear the answer. And you send in your answers. And the question this month came from you. You had said, hey, what about this whole email list? I hear a lot of people talking about I need an email list and things like that. And so I asked that question. And we're going to get to your answers right after this. If you looked out the window, you realize that summer is here and the time is right. Not only for dancing in the streets. But for attending podcastengineeringschool.com, it's September 18th is when the next session starts. And if you're like, wait, who's who's this for? Engineering, hold on. This is if you want to make either a part-time or full-time pay being a podcast engineer, you can do it. Podcastengineeringschool.com. And you're like, well, Dave, I, I actually have a pretty good job. Well, maybe you just want your show to sound better. It's that simple podcastengineeringschool.com. What is it? Well, it's live interactive online training with the one and only Chris Curran. You know him. You can check out his podcast. He's a podcast guy as well, podcastengineeringschool.com. But Chris comes with years of experience in the music industry as an audio engineer, and now he's bringing his skills to podcasting. Now, the class will almost pay for itself because you're going to get major And I mean major discounts on software and plugins. You also get lifetime access to the Podcast Engineering School closed community, which is awesome. And you'll also get a certificate of completion. So let's say you go to Indeed and you go to apply for a job. You can go, look, I am a certified podcast engineer. Podcast Engineering School, learn to engineer and produce podcasts at a professional level and then earn a great living, either part-time or full-time, or just make your own shows sound professional. Check it out, podcastengineeringschool.com. Thank you to Chris Curran, and thank you to podcastengineeringschool.com for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. Question of the month was, do you have an email list? If so, if you feel like sharing how many people are on it, or what are you doing to grow your list? And first up, as always, she's always the first one in, Win Charles. I did have a mailing list with about 100 people on it. But when GDPR came into effect, I deleted my mailing list. I'm like, I don't want to deal with one more thing. So no, I don't have a mailing list right now, but I'm making one back. I don't know yet 
But no, I don't have a mailing list. And I was on MailChimp. Thank you so much, Wynn. Next up, the one and only Matt Rafferty from TheAuthorInsideYou.com. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Rafferty from the Author Inside You podcast. And about mailing lists, yes, we have one, but it's less than 100 people, and we really don't push it that much on our podcast to try to get people to join. Maybe once we come up with a lead magnet, we'll be able to do that, but right now we aren't. But but besides a lead magnet, what is the best way to get people to join your mailing list? Well, thanks, Dave, for touching on this subject. I think it's important to all of us with a podcast and um, if you're thinking about writing a book, please check out my podcast, The Author Inside You. You can find us at theauthorinsideyou.com. That's my shameless plug. And by the way, congratulations on being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, my head still fits through the door. That's the good news. And uh, we'll get to like, is there anything besides a league magnet? And the short answer is mm-mm, not really. Uh, but first, we got to hear from Jerry Williams. Hi, Dave. It's Jerry Williams, the host of FBI Retired Case File Review, a true crime history podcast where I exclusively interview retired FBI agents. And yes, I do have an email list. To entice my listeners to sign up, I offer them my FBI reading resource, which is a list of books written by the very agents that I've had on my podcast. Right now, there's about 40 books, crime fiction, true crime, and memoirs. What I'm trying to do is convert listeners into readers, and I thought this would be the perfect lead magnet to do so. They also get my monthly email where I keep everyone up to date on the FBI and books, TV, and movies. Currently, my list is about 1,300 people, but I'm only looking for listeners who want to read and buy books. This month, I am doing something special. For the month of July, I actually have a giveaway for people who are members of my reader team and new members who sign up. It is a collection of, you can't get this anywhere else, FBI swag. So right now, I am not a best-selling author, but with the help of my listeners, one day, who knows? Thanks, Dave, and congratulations on being inducted into the Podcasters Hall of Fame. I'll see you at Podcast Movement and congratulate you in person. Thank you so much, Jerry. I'll have a link to uh, everybody's show out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 630. Well, I was listening to my buddy, Eric K. Johnson. You might know him as the podcast talent coach. He has a, uh, a whole episode on what makes a lead magnet, and he quoted Ryan Dice, from a Digital Marketer, he defines a lead magnet as a small chunk of value, there's that word again, that solves a specific problem for a specific market that is offered in exchange for an opt-in, meaning your email list. Now, opt-in monster, which is actually a really cool tool. In fact, it dawned on me that recently when I updated the School of Podcasting, I turned opt-in monster off and I'm like, oh, you know what, I might want to put that back on. But here's what they, they break it into seven parts. An opt-in or a lead magnet, I guess is a better way, a lead magnet, is it solves a real problem. So if I said to you, hey, do you swallow saliva in small amounts over long periods of time? Did you know that, you know, something like that, right? It's a real problem. And then the other one is it's a quick win. So don't say, hey, I'm going to show you how to make a million dollars 
All you have to do is read this 5 million page book because most people are going to go, uh, no, it has to be super specific. So don't create a lead magnet about something general. Hey, here's how you can, you know, chase the wind. I don't know. But the more specific you are about the benefit, the benefit of the lead magnet, the better it will convert your leads. The more people are going to sign up, the more you can say, hey, if you do this and do this quick thing, you're going to win. Now, I'm going to jump over to my uh, weight loss podcast for a second. Every single diet I've ever tried does one thing, and that is they have you do some sort of cleanse, some sort of liquid gold, whatever it is, but there's always something at the very beginning of the diet that makes you drop pounds quickly. In other words, what is that? A quick win. Now, what does that make you do? It makes you start telling your friends, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing the bacon diet, the chocolate covered bacon diet. I've actually had that, by the way. It's kind of weird. And but whatever it is, it's a quick win. So you want it to be quick. Uh, It could be something like a PDF checklist. Those tend to convert pretty well because, again, what are they? Quick, they're easy to digest. Now, ebooks or link uh, reports that are kind of lengthy, they make make your prospects kind of like, ooh, I really want this, but I'll read it later. I have a folder in my Evernote called Look At Later. And yeah, you know how that goes. I never look at it later. I want something, I can look at it, fix it quickly, blah, blah, blah. You want your lead magnet to have, here's that V word again, high value. So it should be perceived value, and then it's even better if it actually, I don't know, has value. Not just perceived. Hey, look at this. Watch this, and you'll earn a million dollars. If Yeah, so if it actually helps you earn a million dollars, that would be even beneficial as well. In fact, people might actually tell their friends about it. And then the other one is it needs to be instantly accessible. It'll work best if it's something that can be delivered right away. People love instant gratification in a Netflix society where I want to watch a movie. I type in a search. There it is. I click play. Boom. I got it. Microwaves, throw the rice in the microwave, hit one minute, pop out, slap some butter and salt on that. Good to go. And the other thing you want to do is hopefully your lead magnet demonstrates your expertise or you ready for some fun jargon? Your UVP, your UVP. Is that like under your kidney? No, it's actually your your, your universal value proposition. So when someone consumes your lead magnet, it should demonstrate your expertise or your unique value proposition. This then helps uh, turn that lead that you just got into a customer. Now, you might be saying, but Dave, um, I don't have anything to sell. I don't really have customers uh, trust me, I've heard it over and over and over. Probably the one I that says it the most is Pat Flynn that said, hey, you know, a couple of years into being a blogger and starting his podcast and all that, he's like, ooh. And somebody said, yeah, you need a an email list. He went, oh, I, I probably should have been doing that the last X amount of years. So you might not need one now, but they do come in handy. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm using right now. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines, What that does is I've gone to the internets. I asked Uncle Google and said, where are the best resources to learn how to do good headlines? Why? Because when you have a good title for your podcast, it can triple. I've seen it happen. It can triple your downloads. Instead of naming your show, name of my show, episode 16, 
Nobody is Googling episode 16. So if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines, I've got a whole thing there for you, lots of examples. And when I look at that, I'm like, you know what? That probably could be a little shorter. I might've actually given too much information there. Another great example of one is from my buddy, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast. He has an email list that he uses and he promotes it uh, probably around October. And he has a list for, if you're looking for gear deals, this is around the holiday season. And a lot of times, you know, we all want Santa to bring us a new microphone or a new compressor or whatever it is. And Daniel goes out and searches for deals and then lets you know where they are. And those links are actual affiliate links in some cases. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But that is something, again, what is the value it delivers? Well, you don't have to go do the searching. All that information comes to you. And Daniel went one step further by buying a domain, podcastingdeals.com, to point to that lead magnet. A couple other quick examples of lead magnets from the podcasting world. My buddy, Eric K. Johnson, and he's also my co-host for the podcast review show at podcastreviewshow.com. He has 17 ultimate podcast interview questions, and I'll have links to all these out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 630. And then David Hooper from Bid Podcast. He has 25 podcast episode templates, and I can tell you both of those are really, really good. I've downloaded both of them. Uh, Daniel J. Lewis already mentioned his podcastingdeals.com. He also has 20 things you should do before recording every podcast episode. So that along with my headlines and baby steps, those are just some examples of lead magnets. Uh, Optin Monster has a page that actually shows you, and I'm not making this up, 69 different lead magnet examples. So if you're like, mm, I'm not sure if I could come up with something like that, uh, here are just an exa- a checklist. So, hey, uh, if you want to, you know, I, I have one that I'm working on about interviewing. and It's like your interview checklist. Uh, a cheat sheet. So this could be, you know, hey, if, you, if you're doing this and that, they're irresistible to people because they take away the need to think. It could be a template. So it's the magic email template that helps you do blah, blah, blah. Uh, a swipe file. So these are, again, kind of like templates, but here are 72 headlines for a social media posts that can really boost your post. They could be examples. So, you know, if it's some sort of example of, hey, here's what one of my customers did, and you can read this and see how it worked. It could be scripts. Those are great lead magnets if uh, your audience needs something to help them write or speak. It could be a toolkit. I know my buddy Harry Duran over at Podcast Junkies has a toolkit where he's like, hey, if you want to see what I'm using, go to blah, 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 and you can see my toolkit. Uh, It could be a web app. So if it's, uh, you know, Brian Harris, he says, created his web app called ListGoal, which is completely free to use. However, when you sign up for it, Brian gets your permission to email you. It could be a resource list. I just brought that up. It could be a calendar. So let's say, hey, if you sign up for this, I'll give you a list of all the dates pertinent to our niche. So if I'm doing something for authors like Matt, okay, here's all the book conventions in one convenient place. It could be a some sort of plan or planner. Uh, John Lee Dumas just came out with a podcast journal. That's a planner for your podcast. It could be a worksheet or a workbook. I actually sell a worksheet for if you want to start your own uh, biggest loser contest. You can actually buy a spreadsheet, which you could make in about five minutes. Maybe it's some sort of printable thing like, hey, if you want my grocery list, 
Here it is. Print it out. Put it on your fridge and go to town. It could be a lot of people just need inspiration. So, hey, here's inspirational quotes. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Uh, I've seen people do calculators where click here to get access to a calculator. You fill it in and I'll tell you how much you're going to make. It goes on and on and on. Recipes is another one. Here are my favorite uh, recipes. Or again, if it's information that you can't get, it could be a tutorial. It could be an ebook. Again, remember those ebooks should be short. And I kind of feel like Bubba Shrimp at this point. It's uh, You could do this. You could do that. But there are all sorts of things. And here's one of the things if you're like, Dave, I'm sorry. I got nothing. I got nothing. Well, what you could do is you can set up your email list. And then when somebody signs up, and a lot of times you can have this automated, that the first email they get is, hey, thank you so much for signing up for my newsletter. Here's what we're going to get, blah, blah, blah. And what things are you struggling with? I wish I could remember. I had a conversation with somebody at Podcast Movement and I said, hey, you got to send that in. That's that's a kind of because of my podcast story. But they're now making money with your podcast. And for the record, you don't need to make money with your podcast. But they're making money with a podcast because after jumping into their niche, they found out there was something that their niche wanted and nobody was doing it. And so in some cases, you might actually send off an email that when somebody signs up, hey, th- thanks so much for signing up. What's your biggest pain when it comes to blah, blah, blah. Well, and then when you get enough of those answers, then maybe you go make a checklist or a cheat sheet or something like that that helps people over that little hurdle. Moving on. Dave, you're talking about email. I know you're old. I'm old. But don't you know about the gram and the tweets and the books and and book face and chat list and what? Yeah, okay. Well, the biggest advantage of email, believe it or not, is even your grandma has email. Not everybody's on face chat and book like and all the other fun filled things. Uh, But the other thing to think about when I might listen to podcasts on a treadmill, I might listen to a podcast in a car, things like I do not read email in the car while I'm driving. That's a really bad idea. Hopefully people are not doing that. But typically when I'm reading email, you kind of have my undivided attention. And so the other thing is you can email your list directly and not have that information appear on your website. In the past, I've emailed polls and such to my email list. And you're like, well, why wouldn't you put that on your website? Because the people that sign up for my email list, by the way, it's schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. Those are truly engaged people. They have taken a step by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter to sign up and other people didn't. So these are people that are like, no, no, I'm interested in your stuff. The other thing is 2000 Facebook followers, 2000 likes, whatever it is, is not the same as 2000 email subscribers. It's just not because Facebook makes it hard to contact people. I work for Libsyn. It's L I B. SYN.com. It's a podcast media hosting company. Use the coupon code SOP free. And uh, Facebook loves to tweak things. And recently, yeah, and it's not just a Libsyn thing. They kind of broke Facebook. Facebook broke Facebook so that you can't really post your podcast to it as easily as you could before. You can still do it. It's just, it was automated and Facebook went, hey, let's tweak this. Oh, oh, thanks. Thanks, Facebook. We love it when you do that. And so 
consequently, you know, you can put something on your profile list. You might have 2000 friends and there's no rule that says all 2000 people are going to have a chance to even click on it with your emails. Now, granted, not everybody's going to open that. In fact, according to a 2015 study, the open rate is you're ready for this. What do you think it is? The open, like you send out, I don't know, a thousand subscribers. Let's say you had a thousand. How many people actually open that bad boy up? You got an answer? You ready? 35. Really? Yeah. 3.57, according to a study from 2015. But here's the thing. Comparing email to social media, because we're all about the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that. Derek Halpern of Social Triggers. I missed that podcast. I think he went completely YouTube, but he's a, he's a pretty feisty guy. And he sent out a thing to his email list and to his Twitter account. And 50 people clicked on his link from Twitter and 1,200 people clicked on his link from his email list. And again, when you get an email, you're one click away. With a podcast, you might have to swipe left or right to get to the show notes, blah, blah, blah. And so you might say, but Dave, I bet his email list was large, you know, much larger than his Twitter. And he said, yeah, it was twice as large as his Twitter following. He says, but it still generated 24 times more clicks. So that's pretty amazing. And again, keep in mind, even your grandma has email. Not everybody has the gram and the book and the chat and the, you know, all the other fun-filled social things and the tweets. So where do you start? You know, I go, all right, Dave, I should probably, I'll figure it out later. We'll talk about that in a second. But this email thing, what do I do? Well, MailChimp is many times where you start. Why? Simple. It's free. A lot of people join the chimp. They jump on the monkey, man. And um, keep in mind that if your list grows, it can be expensive. And there are many Many companies that you can choose. I've used AWeber in the past. Love them. Kind of wish I was still on them. I was grandfathered in at a really low rate. I moved to ConvertKit because it was new and shiny and had all sorts of fun stuff. And ConvertKit's not bad. But here's some things. AWeber is $19 a month for 500 subscribers or basically $0.04 a subscriber. ConvertKit, a little more expensive, $29 a month, month, but it's up to 1,000 subscribers or basically $0.03. A subscriber. So when you start building your list, these subscribers can kind of add up. Now, MailChimp is free for up to 2,000 subscribers, but it limits the number of emails sent out each month to 12,000. So let's say I had 2,000 subscribers. I could only basically send out six emails per month. And for many of us, that's fine. And can I tell you something? 2,000 subscribers is a lot of subscribers. It's depending on what your niche is, of course or Nietzsche, or Nietzsche, or however we're saying it this week. Uh, If you have a 1,000 subscribers on MailChimp and wanted an unlimited, I want to email as many as I can, and you know I want to do an email every day, well, that would be $15 a month at MailChimp. But you can start for free, and then you can migrate your list to whoever the latest, greatest system is. I do have one word of advice on that. When I migrated from AWeber to MailChimp, I had a bunch of lists. So I'm exporting them and importing them into ConvertKit. I'm exporting it and importing. And it's all just going super smooth. And I had one list left to export. And that was the list for the School of Podcasting. So I download the the zip file. 
There it is. I go to close my MailChimp account. They go, hey, uh, buddy, you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yep. And they're like, because once you say okay here, there's no turning back. We're going to delete your stuff. We're going to whack your stuff and you're done. Are you absolutely sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I I just downloaded my email list. And I went and I said, okay. And they're like, all right, sorry to see you. And then I, uh, and they actually did send me an email like, Hey, if you ever want to come back, we're here. And I went to then upload my zip file from MailChimp into, even though all the other ones worked perfectly. And the one from the school of podcasting was corrupt and I lost my entire email list. So do not, if you go from one provider to the other, do not close your account until you're sure everybody made the trip. Now you might be asking yourself, do I need keyword there need as in just like water and air and food? Do I need an email list? Well, under that context, uh, no, but I do hear time and time again from somebody who on year three pivots their show in a new direction and they go, Ooh, yeah, it would have been a good thing to have an email list and they don't. And There's no DeLorean to go back in time. So again, if it's free, even if you don't promote it, you could just have a link there on your sidebar that says, click here to get show notes delivered to you. Now, I did mention that Daniel J. Lewis has a list for deals on podcasting gear, but I'm pretty sure because Daniel's a smart cookie that he does not send the links via email. He sends a link to a website that has the affiliate links because Amazon Associates is the Amazon affiliate program and MailChimp as well have terms that say no sending affiliate links. It's against their rules. And so you have to be careful for this because I know AWeber does. I know ConvertKit does. Uh, Most of them have the ability to take an RSS feed from your website, from your podcast and convert it into an email. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. And then you realize that you've put affiliate links in your website and that then goes out to your email and that can get you banned. So you got to be careful with that. So the other thing I want to point out here as we wrap things up is if you start to use an email list because you're like, hey, I like the fact that I can get more people clicking on things via email than I might get via social media is you got to set apart a day, a day, a half a day, something. Set apart some time to learn whatever system you sign up with. I'll give you an example. I signed up on ConvertKit the day they appeared on Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income Show. I mean, I jumped ship because it was so bright. It was so shiny. And to be honest with you, I've never used half of the stuff in the system. So what did I do when I was at Podcast Movement? I went over and I said, look, here's the deal. I jump ship. I know there's all this stuff that I'm not using. And when I go to make a email to my list, I have to click here and here. And then I do that. And then I do that thing. I do the hokey pokey. I turn myself around and I still have to click other stuff. And they're like, oh, no, no, you need to do this. And the guy was like, just go click, 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 and you're done. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I said, what's that a name? And I wrote it down because I know I'm going to have to go back and read or write or watch some sort of tutorial and everything is good. So there are a lot of times that we buy things because they're new, because they're shiny, but it doesn't do any good to have a Corvette if you only 
know how to drive 10 miles an hour. You got to take some time to really harness that. And that's something I'm looking to do, especially now that podcast movement is over. I got a couple things I'm working on. If you want to see another one of my lead magnets, this is one I made for people who are like, mm, I'm not sure if podcasting's for me, schoolofpodcasting.com slash baby steps. And this is a series of free videos that you get. I send you a video every day and it walks you through so you can see, oh, that doesn't seem so hard. The next day you go, oh, I could do that. The next day you go, oh, I could do that. And I'll be honest with you, at the end of it, I'm going to go, okay, you good to go? Let's go. Sign up for the School of Podcasting and I'll walk you through the rest of it. So lead magnets, email lists can come in very handy. From what I found from my research, you get much more engagement via email than you do via social. And it may be something that you're looking into. Now, does your podcast need one? No, but it doesn't hurt to have one. The question of the month for August is a piece of cake because I heard it over and over and over. And that is, is it worth it to go to a podcast event? And I want to keep this generic. I'm not talking podcast movement. I'm talking PodFest. I'm not talking DC PodFest. I'm not talking Podcast Mini Atlantic or any. I just Let's just go generic. If you've been to a podcast event, is it worth it to you? And that could be, it doesn't, you know, just would you go back again? I would love to hear from you. And I want to tell you my answer, but I think you know my answer if you listen to this show, especially the last episode. But I'd love to hear, and you don't have to agree with me. I would love to hear if you disagree with me, actually. And so all you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And there is any way you want to contact me over there. If you're going to email me, as many of you know how to record stuff, uh, Matt, I think, recorded his on his phone and then just sent it to me. The email is dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Just put August question in the email subject. It makes it so much easier when it came to uh, to do this episode. I just typed in July question. There were the responses. I downloaded them and there we go. So this month's question is going to a podcast event worth it? I would love to hear your response. And I'm not going to give you any qualifications. That's simply the question. I'm leaving it super open-ended. When you went to a podcast conference, was it worth it? Speaking of podcast conferences, I will be in September. I will be speaking at podcastminatlantic.com. I've submitted a proposal to speak at DC PodFest. That's November 9th and 10th. And so if you want to be a speaker, they are accepting speaker thingies, uh, whatever that is called, proposals. You know, the speaker thingy. Just go do the speaker thingy. Uh, That is that. And then I'm going to be at We Are Podcast. That's going to be a boatload of fun. That is in Australia. And that is going to be October 18th through the 20th. So September, I'll be... Uh, going uh, October, I'll be going. I am hopefully will be at DC PodFest in November. And then here's the other one. I I should have probably waited to record this, but I believe this Wednesday there's a really good chance I'm going to be at the Nashville Podcast Meetup. I'm going to hang around in Nashville rather than driving back to Ohio 
on the 9th and 10th. So just working out of my hotel room. So if you're bored in Nashville on Thursday or Friday, uh, hit me up, David school of podcasting.com. Then Saturday, they, I have, I'm attending a launch party for one of my clients who, and this is cool. She's a private investigator and she's launching a podcast to help hopefully get more clues to drum up interest in her case. In fact, she has a little promo that I want to play for you now. My friend, I can't find her. From the time I went to sleep to the time I went awake, there's nothing. It's just a void. My baby girl's life was taken by unscrupulous individuals who may have done this before, but will probably do it again. Tragedy and mystery surround the death of a young woman remembered for her life. Because obviously they they knew something and they hadn't reported anything. We're going into a death trap. Lauren Agee found dead Sunday in Center Hill Lake. You, the only time you're going to report it is when law enforcement is en route to the body. There is something about being at someone's last place of life and knowing they were alive one second and dead the next. And he said, I need to tell you that your daughter didn't make it. She's dead. Tune in on July 26th at 4.30 p.m. to Without Warning Podcast, hosted by Sheila Waisaki. And I'll have links to that out in the show notes again. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 630. And like I say, there's a really good chance that's going to happen. There are a couple things I need to get in place. And I kind of, but I got to put this out. And so watch me on social media at school of podcasting, or I'm sorry, at uh, facebook.com slash school of podcasting is where you can find me or on Twitter at Dave Jackson. And uh, hopefully I'll be hanging out in Nashville with some buddies uh, this week. We shall see. And in case anybody wonders, that's coming out of my pocket if this happens, because I want to go where my audience is and make relationships that lead to opportunities. And uh, if you want to hear more about that, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 629. I explained that whole concept in last week's episode. So thank you so much for listening. And if you would like to be one of my clients, all you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. You can use the coupon code listener and sign up for either a monthly or a yearly membership, or of course, buy the courses a la carte. But for the record, it's a much better deal to just sign up for the monthly thing than to buy the $99 class. So thanks so much for tuning in. In the future, I'm going to play you a clip from Marcus Couch. He was turned down for four years straight to make a Chicago Bulls podcast and how he did an end around. It is a beautiful, a beautiful story of how determination and persistence and creativity led to somebody making a podcast that he's been wanting to make for four years and now is finally in it. His strategies that he's using to build his audience right out of the gate, that's coming up in the future. So I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until then, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com.
Changing the world, one download at a time.